Hello everyone and welcome to this episode of our podcast, IoT for the rest of us. My name is Corinna Maywald and I am the Chief Marketing Officer at BaseN. Today I'm sitting down with our CEO, Mr. Pasihori, to do some myth-busting around digital twins and as well the Internet of Things. So let's jump right into this. Pasi, true or false? A digital twin must always have one single physical twin attached to it. So this is a question of identity. And we think that each physical object, however mundane, should actually have a unique identity. And that actually leads to the conclusion that each digital twin actually has only one physical twin. That doesn't say that those couldn't be copied and replicated, but in order to to make production and manufacturing sustainable and trackable, we we see that the serialization of each physical object is of paramount importance, that we create a digital twin infrastructure which is mapped to to a very fine-grained world so that we, we can start understanding the material flows and the usage and life cycle of all, all physical uh, objects. Because right now the industry is in a fire and forget mode. Mostly the companies do not care about their products after one year, two years, three years after the guarantee or warranty times are over. We, we see that the underlying fabric of digital twins must be fine-grained enough. So at the end, I would say that this is true. All right, that's the first one covered. And we move on to the next myth to bust. True or false, there can't be digital twins for all physical objects. When we look at an ordinary person, it's impossible to think of a future when every single thing that we own would come with a digital twin. This is actually false because there can be a digital twin for all physical objects. And uh, because if you think of a human being, even it consists of millions of cells which actually have their own DNA and an RNA to, to control their behavior. And this is an organic system that was developed by evolution and we can actually be at least on par and even better with the digital twin and spine infrastructure to make also the world around us sustainable because the humans are fairly sustainable as as organisms so so we we should look at wider systems around us and uh, and also remember that the digital twins can be combinations of smaller digital twins, which again are a combination of smaller components. And then when we go further, we we need to also consider how much data uh, needs to be transported back and forth with the physical and digital twin. But in in this setting, the the kind of key thing is is to realize that the digital twin is actually the real product. And uh, the physical assets around it are just side products and, uh, and, and side materials for it. Very good. I, I think the human analogy explained it quite well. What kind of future we possibly can be facing when 
all the things around us do have digital twins. So how about the follow-up question now? What about the connection of digital twins and the Internet of Things? Are they actually the same or are they related? Or can they actually be separate from each other? What's your take on that? So the Internet of Things, it is actually a kind of a neologism of the Internet, which is a network connecting very heterogeneous net items and, and people. How we see it is that the Internet of Things is just a networking capability, so that that is a, a, a platform where you can have digital twins communicate with their physical counterparts, so that that's the network part. But, but of course, if you look at the current publications, uh, many times these terms are are being blurred and, and then the Internet of Things also means some of the analytics and then some of the computing that is required locally or or in the cloud. But to keep things uh, understandable, we, we see that the this is just a network that, that is tying together the digital and then physical uh, twins in, 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 in all kinds of environments. Then we have another true or false question. Does every digital twin do the same, meaning from collecting to storing and tracking the entire life cycle of it to analyzing, for example, the performance and providing input for optimization? That would be false because uh, the, the simplest digital twin is actually just a state that if you produce, let's say, an iron bar, in a factory and it has a unique ID that it has been produced at this time and it has been delivered out from the factory at this time. There is already a digital twin for the iron bar that was created and it doesn't have to be connected ever after but it's still an important digital twin and the importance is to ensure that the data and, and, and the, uh, the state of the iron bar remains the same. So if there is no new data, if it just goes to the customer and then it's tested in the concrete at the customer, the kind of a key realization is that the manufacturer still has to understand where the bar is and, and, and how, uh, how its life cycle is managed so that they can come back to the customer after 50 years saying that you know that your iron bars might require replacement at this time so how about we deliver a new iron bars for your building so 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 there are digital twins that are extremely data intensive that are sending gigabits of uh, data uh, per second in the forms of uh, video surveillance and things like that. And then there are digital twins that are sending data only when they are manufactured or once per year or, or even, even, even less than that. It, it all depends on, on the use case and, uh, and, and, and how much it required for the entire life cycle to be, to be analyzed and understood by uh, the supplier and the customer. That was very interesting to hear how there can be different levels of data intensity depending on such different use cases. So 
Here's another question. True or false? There are certain industry fields where digital twins are not useful. This is also false uh, because uh, this boundary is only about innovation. So we see that every industry field needs digital twins and a new understanding of uh, sustainable and, uh, and, and, and life cycle tracked uh, products. It might be that some industries catch on much earlier than others, but it's a kind of a question of library of Alexandria that you know that do you need to record all writings or all poetry, all literature uh, of the world? And uh, yes, it's a painstaking and, and it takes some time, but that's the only way that wisdom and knowledge are being inherited and, and then trans uh, transferred from generation to another. So, so I see that digital twins and the architecture for digital twins, that's our library of Alexandria that we need to ensure that, uh, that the next generation has uh, in order to create a sustainable world with sustainable manufacturing, a sustainable way of life in general. If we look at the challenges that we have in this world right now, it is absolutely imperative that we know what our actions are causing and the digital framework and fabric is the only place where where, where we, we, we can truly model how our actions uh, are affecting the world in the future. Thank you, Pasi. That was another great analogy. How about this next question then? True or false? Getting digital twins up and running is very pricey and takes a long time. This is clearly false because uh, starting with digital twins can be just a change of mindset, that the thinking that your product is no longer a, a singular consumable that is thrown away from your factory, that the, the first step could be just uh, serializing and, and, and creating an ID for each of your components of your product that you are creating. It can be very cheap and, and, and sometimes some companies get very quick results uh, by by changing the mindset, but on the other hand, sometimes changing the mindset is very pricey because you, you need to convert so many people from their earlier uh, thinking to, to a new kind of thinking and a kind of sustainable uh, thinking. And I have sometimes mentioned it that, that that one of the issues is that you have you have prestigious universities all all around the world who are actually teaching the the old way right now so it takes quite a long time for the uh, for the academic establishment actually to uh, to catch up with the digital world because uh, because the, the, there is so strong thinking still that you have you have capital you have uh, raw materials you have factory you have production line and, and then you have products, then you throw them out your factory, and then you restart this process. But now, in, in, in today's world, that's completely wrong. But this is still what, what is being taught in, in all the top universities.
All right. And then I have one more question coming your way. A digital twin needs to communicate at all time with its physical representation. True or false? Uh, this is false. Uh, as I, I think I mentioned it in, in earlier questions already, that the simplest digital twin just has one time information uh, that, that is attached uh, to it during the manufacturing phase. The, the need of communication, it only arises from the utility of the, of the product or service in question. So sometimes uh, you, you can have the massive data feed going back and forth. Sometimes you, you have yearly data uh, coming from, from the physical representation. So, so, so this is, this is uh, highly uh, dependent on the, on, on the application and the technologies on how to transport the data. They don't have to be digital at all times. Sometimes it can be a person making a phone call telling that, you know, that this, this object that I have bought, it has now changed color. And that can be the, the communication path so that pe people just tell each other and then someone records it to the digital twin that now the, the physical state changed. So it's important not to limit digital twins to any kind of digital communication because it, it's mostly about the mindset of maintaining everything you manufacture, you, you create, you sell, you develop. In, in a digital fabric. I think that was a very important argument that the mindset is maybe the biggest boundary that companies are facing at the moment when looking at everything around digital transformation. So last but not least, we have already come to the last question that I have on my list here. So true or false, in companies that do have digital twins for their products. The only stakeholders checking and interacting with the digital twins are R&D and engineering people. So this is patently false because the, the digital twin is first and foremost for the end user, for the customer, and, uh, and, the, and the customer should have better efficiency, uh, fast uh, evolving service, and uh, so, so the customer is, is the main uh, interaction point. And then all the other stakeholders like R&D and uh, engineering and, and marketing. So, so, so they, they are merely the, the second level of uh, the, the utilizers of, of, of the data and, uh, and algorithms uh, within the digital twins. Because the, in, in, in many cases in the, in the new physical products, uh, it's often the digital interface that, that, that the customer initially runs into even. So, so it's, a, it's really important to, to emphasize the, 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 the end user. And then sometimes there are also governmental access to, to the digital twins of, of certain, certain types. So 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 so, so 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 it actually touches uh, all all people and processes that are somehow involved with the physical and, and, and the digital product. All right, that's a wrap then.
thank you Parsi for busting some myths today. This was definitely a fun episode to record and I hope it helps our listeners to make more sense of digital twins and what they really mean in practice. So this concludes this episode and we hope you will all tune in again for the next one. Subscribe when you don't want to miss when we drop the next episode. We have many more interesting ones in the making and also some great guests joining us as well. So bye bye everyone and until next time.